I am Clarice Phillips-Samuel, and welcome to 39 Dashes, the podcast where I traverse life in what would have been 39 or more dashes on Instagram stories. Hi, friend. Welcome back. This week, I've learned a few things. One, you can review press briefs before it's filtered and chopped up by every media outlet. It's like the purest form of government news cocaine. That's how I found out that we wouldn't be accepting Russian oil and the gas prices were likely to go up. Just Google U.S. press briefings. Number two, Pokemon stands for Pocket Monster and Digimon stands for Digital Monsters. I didn't play with either, but I thought those were made-up names, not abbreviations for the actual gadget. Number three, you can file your taxes absolutely free on Cash App. Completely free. I won't get into how unintelligent our tax system is, but you're welcome. And that's it. Those are a few of the fun things that I learned this week. Lately, I've been thinking about competition. It might be because of the nature of my job, because in business you have to know what makes your service or product or market approach unique, and you have to know what retailers and brands similar to yours are doing. Like, are you seeing negative performance week over week because of your competitor? Or is it because of your creative and your website and your approach and your fault? And that's made me think, do our individual lives require that level of competition? And if so, with who? When I was in ninth grade, I almost flunked out. Not because I was doing terrible in all of the subjects, but because I wasn't doing well in one. And this prep school could not afford for anyone to jeopardize their pass-fail ratio, let alone me. I sat down with the then-vice principal as he explained to my whole family my poor performance in this one class. He was hopeful I could turn my performance around with two semesters left and use this as a performance review. In his words, 9th through 12th grade are really important grades, and nothing else has mattered up until this point. Why they didn't give me S's and N's if it was just play play up until now, I don't know. But I vowed to fix it. And that's when he told me how. Clarice, I think you're competitive. So pick the smartest person in all of your classes and compete with them. You don't even have to tell them you're competing with them. In this way, even if you don't enjoy the subject, you'll have reason to give your best. And compete I did. I picked the smartest student. Homeboy was mega brilliant, a year younger, but taking classes with people a year older, and he had a photographic memory. He could blink the data and be set for the exam. I did not have a photographic anything, so I read. Every night, I would sit cross-legged on the floor with my textbooks in a circle around me, opened up to the chapters that we were learning, and I would read the content and practice the proof and calculation or the method until my brain needed to clock out or I fell asleep on that floor. And when our teachers passed back our homework and exams, and I began to notice that I was merely points behind him, I stepped into another level of competitiveness that helped me to be an outstanding student. I took that same level of competition into every college lecture, posing questions to professors, getting into classes that were quote-unquote full, digging my nails into research, and arguing partial credit with professors while my classmates peered on half impressed, probably labeling me as that girl. In my last class in college, my professor returned my thesis with, in a room full of brilliant people, you will always stand out. 
First of all, Dr. Curry, I will never forget that statement. Second of all, there are humans out here that really know how to give a compliment. Competition to others and self saved my educational endeavors. So I can't help but notice its lack of presence in my adult life. Where did it go? My sisters and I would race. The teams I played on would compete. I had to run for student government and win spelling bees. I even remember us, my sisters, competing on appearance, noting who had longer hair. Like we all didn't have rude 4C hair that would roll its eyes at us into a deeper, more rebellious coil. I digress. But really, where did we place our competitiveness? Do we wrap it up in jealousy or coveting other people's stuff? Is competition for groups and nations to be the first? The first at war, interplanet discoveries, invention, or the Olympics? Is it only for game nights or gym rats? Or is competition for children? Do we grow up and decide that no matter how competitive you are, there's a level that you will reach? And it's pretty much been decided. No need to cut your teeth. Did we set it aside because competition keeps most of us in a level of discontentment that we don't want to live in? Asking ourselves, what's next, every single year, does not feel as good as rest and satisfaction. This virtual remote work doesn't allow you to see how a business is organized, who's really in charge of who, and who is just a title holder. Remote work makes things a little bit more arbitrary, and therefore, so is your competition. Either way, I don't know when I stopped picking someone and grading myself against their success, but setting that strategy down feels both right and strange and coming of age. Until next time. Thank you.